it's the little things, but the little things are the most important. So it's just, it's really overwhelming sometimes. And I think Mm -hmm. it's so important to have help. Can't do this alone and you can't do everything by yourself because I mean, you could, but you're going to, you're going to burn out. You're going to burn out completely. I just think everyone deserves that extra set of hands and that extra mind with someone to bounce ideas off of and want to be able to help their business go down the right path to success. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Lucky Pup Podcast, where we're taking big ideas and weaving them together in a way that makes the big picture relatable and hopefully also a bit inspirational and educational, too. You're going to find candid and authentic conversations about the struggles we've encountered as we try to live more full and happy lives. I'm your host, Morgan Weber, and today I'm joined by Brenna. Brenna is the operations manager at Bad to the Bone Pet Care, which is the company that Doug Keeling founded. You can hear more from Doug in episode six. Now, Brenna was a pet sitter before becoming Doug's right-hand woman at Bad to the Bone. She manages the business and has so many skills from managing the team to handling the -the behind-the-scenes work to make the business function. Brenna is also the owner of BBVA, a virtual assistant service for professional pet sitters. If you've ever thought about having an operations manager in your business or wondered how to even get started with an administrative assistant or an office manager, Brenna is going to be a great resource for you. So without further delay, here's Brenna. Well, Brenna, thank you so much for being with me here today. I'm super excited to have this conversation because Doug and I have already had a conversation. And for those who don't know, you are, I would say, the power behind Bad to the Bone, right? Like Doug's out there doing all the things and and chatting with all the people. And you are the behind the scenes master who is making the business run. So for those, again, who don't know you, why don't you give people a little bit of an introduction to who you are? Okay. Yeah. Thank you for having me. I so appreciate it. I am Brenna. I am the operations manager for Bad of the Bone Pet Care, and I've been the manager since like 20, it's been four years, it just turned four years actually this month, so I just had my four-year work anniversary, but I've been pet sitting since I was 20, so eight years now. Um, Fantastic. So yeah, I live in Jacksonville, Florida, I'm originally from Denver. But I started pet sitting in Miami when I was 20. One thing that a lot of people think about as their business starts to get bigger is, do I need an operations manager? Should I have an operations manager? You know, who is that manager me? Is that manager somebody else? And we've been talking a lot on the podcast here about just how everybody shouldn't do all of the things. Yeah. Because none of us are good at all of the things. Right. And that sometimes when we aren't a great manager ourselves, whether that's of the team or of the, you know, kind of the the admin side of the work, it can be helpful to bring in somebody who is good at those things. Yeah. So how did you find your way into that kind of role? I applied just to be a pet sitter for Bad to the Bone. I was working at a corporate job when I first moved to Jacksonville and I just, you know, it just, I hated it. So I, I hated it and I wanted to get back into pet sitting. So I applied just online with Bad to the Bone. I met with Doug and just started pet sitting just as a pet sitter. And then we just started getting busier and busier. And so I just took on more and more and more and eventually just quit my corporate job uh, when I got to a point of being able to financially do that. So that's how I started with Bad to the Bone. And, you know, I just worked really hard. I showed how much I was passionate about pet sitting 
and just eventually built this relationship with Doug. And, you know, I saw that he needed help and and he saw my potential and it was really nerve wracking, but also like an honor that he was like, I need an operations manager. I need I need someone to do, you know, all of the things that like I struggle with just by myself. And so that's just kind of how it started, like with me being an operations manager. And I think that we built this relationship of working together that is just like amazing. So I just think that if you have like a big company and a big team, I just think it's really important to have another person on the admin side to help you with all of these daily things that may be small, but really important that could easily Mm. like fall through the cracks. So yeah. I definitely see that as our, we have a team of seven now, including myself and my husband. So not a huge team, but it is definitely to the point where it is easy for things to kind of slip by. Like you said, especially if someone's also pet sitting. So if you're pet sitting and you're trying to do the admin side, it gets really complicated to keep up with all the messages that come through, make sure the invoices are being sent, you know, make sure that when somebody updates a profile that that gets relayed to everybody. There's a lot of these little details. And for those of us who aren't great at that detail work, it can be really hard and really challenging. I think a lot of people get into a burnout state with pet sitting because they are maybe just doing too much of the stuff that they're really not great at. And if right. they could find somebody to help them with those things, it would make their enjoyment of pet sitting and the enjoyment of their business just so much better. Oh, I agree. I agree. And if you're getting overwhelmed with all of the admin work, it it's like you're answering phone calls while you're walking a dog. And it's not fair to the dogs. It's not fair to the animals if you're doing admin work at a visit or when you shouldn't be. So mm-hmm. it's, start, it's like you're starting to lose interest in even doing those things. So yeah. it, it's good to have health. It, it, it's important. Or you feel like you have to because there's no other option. Yeah. Like, I know I've felt that way where it's like, yeah, I'm on my way to walk a dog, but I also have this client who needs, I need to call back or I need to, you know, be posting yeah. this thing or I need to message this other person and I just don't have enough hours in the day. And, oh, I, yeah. you know, it's like I'm either in a car or I'm walking the dog <laughs> yeah. or I'm doing, you know, mm-hmm. and it's just I think when we kind of give ourselves that, you said it so well, like you give yourself the freedom to fully commit to what you're doing in the moment, you are only going to give a better service to your clients. Exactly. And it's also just like not safe, you know, like you're constantly in a car driving to all of these visits, but your phone is blowing up. And it's like once you get to the visit, it's like, well, I have to focus on this visit. So it it delays the the getting back to the new client that just signed up because you want to get back to them as soon as possible because they're looking elsewhere. So you're delaying things and delaying things until you get home and able to do this. And then you're just on overload all of the time. So it's it is important. It's important to manage your help. So when you were doing the pet sitting for Badge the Bone and Doug started chatting with you, or was he just like chatting in general about needing an operations manager? Had you kind of reached out to him and said like, hey, it looks like you could really use help with X and I'm really good at X. Like, would you let me help you? I mean, how did those conversations even get started? Yeah, he just was like, it's just me in Jacksonville, like speaking about himself. He's like, it's just me. I need help because me and him would have like these meetings. And so it just one time he just kind of threw it out there like, hey, do you want to take over scheduling and invoicing and hiring and like, 
you know, I'll always be here to help you. It's like, he just would tell me like, you're doing so well. I think you're able to do this. I see the potential in you. And he just kind of threw it out there to see if I like was interested. And I was like, never done that, but sure. And um, I didn't realize like I would be so good at it. I never really saw myself as a leader. I've always kind of just been like the socially awkward, introverted weirdo. But then again, like us pet sitters are kind of like all weirdo. I just um, did not see myself being a manager at all. And so I was really nervous when he like threw that up in the air. I was like, I don't know. But once I, I started, I was like, wow, I actually really love this because I'm able to teach people like what what I know and how to be a good pet sitter. It was awesome. It was like a light bulb that turned on in my head, honestly. So your corporate job, did that relate at all to like the work that you did before? Did it have a relation to being an operations manager or was it pretty different types of work? Oh, it was so different because... I was just a number at this corporate job and just came in, clocked in, did whatever I had to do on the computer and leave. And I was just another person, another number. It just was completely different. I think it's helpful when somebody has worked those types of jobs, though, to be able to say, like, this is what I lacked in a manager at some point, or this is what I lacked. You know, this is these are the gaps I saw mm-hmm. in the management team or in um, the way people were leading things. And I would think that that can be a really big asset, though, because now you can take that forward and say, hey, I want to not be that. I want to yeah. do this differently or I want to do things better. Oh, yeah, that that's actually so true. I've, I've had different managers when I lived in Miami, when I did pet sitting in Miami before the corporate job. I think I've learned actually, like what you just said, a lot on how I did not want to run a pet sitting business. And so that that's really true. And then like meeting someone like Doug, who has like the most pure intentions, it just it changed my mindset a lot. I'm a big believer that we can run our businesses differently. I think small business owners especially have the one of the greatest abilities to make the most change yeah. in mm-hmm. you know, in people's lives, in our clients' lives, in our team's lives. And for people who do want to make change, there's some really cool things you can do when you are a manager, whether you're an operations manager, whether you're the business owner. Mm-hmm. Like there is so much opportunity to have so much influence and we don't always think about that and we don't always bring like those personal values forward Mm -hmm. in our business but I think there is a really great opportunity to do that yeah no no I agree I totally agree we have the power to to change anything especially as a small business owner if I wanted to change how we ran things tomorrow we we probably could it's nice to have that power of able to change things within your business. So has there been a point where maybe you and Doug sat down or you came to Doug or Doug came to you and either one of you said like, hey, things have to change. And I've been seeing Mm -hmm. X and it really needs to be Y. Mm -hmm. And how did you guys even navigate those conversations? So I think there's a lot of people who think, I don't know if I could ever have an operations manager because I'm not ready to give up any control or I'm not ready to share this thing or I'm, you know, it just scares me to give somebody else some control over this thing that I've built. So how did you guys even work through those things? It's just about being able to trust one another. If you know how Doug is, like Doug would have never just given this role to just anybody. It was it was a relationship that was just like built and and there was a trust that an understanding of like 
our end goal together. Um, no matter what we had to go through to get there, the certain changes we had to do along the way, we had a goal and we we both just like understood each other and related so much to each other and were able to trust each other and had the same like work ethic too and good communication between each other and brutal honesty. So it just have you have to find someone that if it's even within your team, like one of your pet sitters, that's usually where I honestly I would start is so is within the team, but someone that you you can trust wholeheartedly. And it does take time to to get to that trust. Yeah. Because I think not only is it, you know, it's kind of our baby, right? This thing oh my that God, we've yeah. been building. Yeah. But but then also like there is so much responsibility that comes along, especially with a direct service job like we have is our clients are are counting on us. Our team is counting on us. You know, there's so many, so many components that are all wrapped into this. And if you you don't have that trust, it's much harder to meet those goals or to even start having a conversation about goals. And I think, you know, some of that has to come, you know, the person who's being the visionary who says like, hey, this is the vision I have and this is the goal that I have. And can you help me get there? And I think there's definitely room for a person who is an operations-minded person to be able to get the gap uh-huh. between what somebody wants to happen and the actual day-to-day work that has to occur for that big vision to happen. Because it's right. really easy to say, I have a goal or I have a vision or, hey, this is the way I want to run things. But if you can't get everybody on board and pushing in the same direction, that's never going to actually happen. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. You really have to be able to like prove yourself in a way. Um, That's why I said I mentioned something about I would hire within like my own team because like I could see their work ethic. Like I know how they are. I know how I trust them with with our clients and everything. So it's just a relationship we've built together. And I, I know that our team has the same mindset. I think it's important. You did a lot of the hiring for Bad to the Bone. Were you ever hiring folks with kind of an eye on, oh, maybe we hire somebody who has this skill set and they'll be able to help us in the future? Were you ever kind of thinking ahead or did it kind of just work out where you ended up with people who had these kind of, I don't want to call them necessarily hidden talents, but who had this extra skill set that uh, more beneficial to that admin work and the managerial work of the business? Yeah, I didn't go into like my hiring process and with like a mindset of I'm going to hire this person and get some help with admin work. I kind of went into it as just starting out as a pet sitter, like how I did. I I was just a pet Mm -hmm. sitter because I need to know how they are as a pet sitter first before working your way up to being in the administrative role. I need to see how you are with our clients and our our animals first. But it just kind of worked out with my assistant, Amber, because she has been on the team as long as I have. And I have always seen how amazing she she was with her clients. And she was even paying attention to all of the clients in Jacksonville when she lives in Plant City. So she just was like amazing and went above and beyond all the time. And so I'm like, that's someone who... I trust. But everyone else who I've hired, I just strictly started as as pet sitters because I need to know how they are as pet sitter first. That's a great point that you make because somebody might seem like they've got a certain skill set and but it doesn't matter if they're not great with the clients. They don't have great communication. They don't have yeah. 
that special set of values or they don't, you know, have that same mission that the business has. Those things right. are kind of hard to to piece together um, or to recognize in somebody until they've kind of been doing the job for a little while. You want to make sure they have a, yeah. an understanding of the work before you start handing over certain, you know, yeah. side options. And like my team, like as I've gotten to know them for for a while and see how they work, I have found hidden talent within the team. I have one who is like a journalist who is amazing. And I have another one who uh, I brought to a, our events that we have done. And she is like amazing at events. And I lack that. I'm, I'm not good at doing events, but she is. And I have another girl who is amazing at social media. So like I have gotten to know these hidden talents and I'm like, well, this could definitely help our, our business. I think we were talking about a little bit like I'm not good at everything. You know what I mean? Doug isn't good at everything. So it, it's really awesome how we all can just like work together as, as a business. I love that. So yeah. do you have suggestions for people when they're trying to be a better manager um, or they're needing to hire somebody maybe to do that work? But how did you connect with your team members in a way that helps you find those hidden talents? I'm just really observant and I just know that they are more than just a pet sitter. So I'm observant and I just get to know them. I go to a lot of meet and greets with them. So I will talk before, after, and just kind of like, I, I want to get to know them and I'm talking to them every day anyways uh, with scheduling. So, I mean, sometimes they'll mention something and I'll just keep it in mind and uh, we also get together like at Canine Social sometimes or like at a coffee place and have like work meetings and just a, a time for all of us just to get to know each other more. Um, just because we're all sharing these clients and, and we're all working together, I think it's good for us to feel comfortable with each other and get to know each other on maybe a personal level too. And I would think, especially as a team grows, it can be a challenge to keep up with that many people. I know like yeah. we're... You know, we have five employees right now, and that's about as many people I feel like I can manage. It's about five <laughs> yeah. people. Oh, man. Uh, yeah. Exodus is just really hard to to know somebody well enough to know, like, hey, it seems like you're having a challenge right now and there's extra things going on in your life. And, you know, maybe do we need to take some some fewer pet visits because you got this other stuff going right. on? And being that that empathetic, you know, person, because yeah. like you said, we all have more in our lives than just the pet sitting visits that we do. And yeah. The nature of our work is that we are usually somebody's second, third or fourth priority because they probably have a full time job. They probably have at the very least, you know, they got friends and they got family. They've got a hobby. We aren't probably the the top item in their life. Right. And so being understanding of that. I mean, I, right. I hear a lot of I can't hire anybody because they don't take this as seriously as I do. And it's like, well, they're of course, they're not going to take this as seriously as you do. Like you're the business owner and this is probably yeah. their part time job where they're working maybe five hours a week. Of course, yeah. they're not going to take it as seriously. And um, I don't know if you have any tips for folks on you know, how to manage some of those relationships. I, I try to be as compassionate as possible. I am try to be as patient as I can like with, with people's needs. I just think like putting our team first is like the number one priority because if our team is not taken care of, then our clients are not going to be taken care of. So I really try to just build these relationships with each person, um, even if they only work like 
a few hours a week, like they're still extremely important to me. I just try to be as empathetic and compassionate and just let them know how much they mean to me all the time. I let them know how much I appreciate them because it's true. We wouldn't be here without these team members. I love how you said our team is our first priority. And so often people say, well, my client has to be the first priority. I right. do anything at all to make this work for our clients. And I know you and Doug and I all have a very similar viewpoint of we try to do as much as we can, but right. we can't do everything. And if we are burning out our team members, they're not going to be with us for very long. Yeah. There is something to be said about putting your team members first. Yeah. I mean, it probably sounds weird that you're not putting like your client first, but the person who is taking care of that client has to be first because if they're not well taken care of, they're going to do a not so great job or they're not going to care as much. And that's the last thing we want. Absolutely. Yeah. It is a challenge sometimes when we make these decisions as business owners, we sometimes forget how much everything is interwoven together and how much our, our team is interwoven with our clients. And we always, you know, oh gosh, I gotta do this for my client, but you gotta think about the team. And for you, do you feel like your team appreciates having an operations manager, somebody who they can reach out to who is solely focused on again the operations side. Whereas, you know, sometimes with business owners, you've got so many overarching things that need to be taken care of that aren't necessarily directly related to the team doing their work or the clients being taken care of. My husband the other day was like, well, what are you working on? It's like, well, I had to reach out to the attorney for this. And then I had to reach out to the bookkeeper about that, you know, and there's yeah. all of these other things that need to happen. And do you ever see that where you know, the team is like, man, I really appreciate having somebody whose job is just to help take care of me too. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. I I have sitters who call me all of the time just to get advice about something like sometimes personal, but of course, maybe if they feel a certain conflict that they're having at a visit or something like just call me. We'll talk about it. I'll be there for you. I will literally drive there and, and help you with anything you need. So I think that they do appreciate that I'm there to lean on literally anytime. I don't care. I just, I care about their comfort. And I have been there where actually I didn't have anybody to call before. And I just had to figure it out by myself. And like, I wish I did have someone where I could have just called. And this was before Doug, of course, like, this is before Doug. This is when I lived in Miami, but I I've been there where I didn't have anybody and it was like yeah. a bad situation. And just call me and be honest. Like if you're just however you're feeling about a certain pet sit, if you're not comfortable with something, like just tell me, be transparent. I'll get it covered. I'll refer them mm -hmm. out. I will do it myself. I don't care. Just call me. So I think that they appreciate that. So you've been an operations manager now, like you said, for four years. You said your four-year work anniversary. Yeah. So have you found a good way for an operations manager to work together with a business owner? Or it could be either way. The business owner might be the operations manager, and maybe they're hiring somebody to help them with all of the other things that need to be done. Yeah. So, you know, just in general, some tips maybe or some things that you've really enjoyed about being an operations manager and how you can work together with the the owner of the business. Yeah, I mean, I think it's awesome that we're able to bounce ideas off of each other. That's like the main thing I can think of, honestly. But I think it's important just to have like weekly meetings and really just like 
go over what happened last week and what you want to do this week and what goals we have for this week and how we're going to accomplish those goals. Um, so I think it's it's good to have, like, have weekly meetings and just be open and transparent with each other. Was there ever a time where you were becoming more ingrained into the operations and you're starting to take over more and more things and it was really hard maybe for Doug to let go of something. Yeah. And you were like, hey, like, this is my job. This is what you yeah. hired me to do. And um, were there any struggles of trying to figure out some of those dynamics? If someone's been running something on their own, it is going to be hard to start handing over some of those other works. But at the same time, you're like, but again, this is, this is my job. This is what I'm supposed to be doing for yeah. you. Yeah, that's so funny. The first thing I'm thinking about is payroll. It took Doug like a while to hand over the payroll duty. And I understand now because now I don't think I could give it up to someone. Not yet because it's so complicated and you could easily mess up someone's pay. Of course, you can fix it. But I think that was Doug's like hardest thing to let go of. It, I was like, just teach me, train me. So we we had like multiple training sessions until I felt comfortable. And finally, he just was like, here you go. Like he hated doing it, but for some reason he just didn't want to let it go. And I get it because you're literally, you, you have people's money that you're, that you're working with. And mm -hmm. it's really important because you could mess up the business's bank account. So yeah. that was, that was a big thing that Doug didn't want to let go of. Everything else he literally did he just was like, there you go. Take it. Just take it. Please, take it. please hurry. <laughs> please just take this off my hands. And so, yeah, I can't think of anything else. That was like the main thing, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm sure at some point you had an idea where you, you were like, Doug, I really think that this is a thing that we should do. I mean, was that ever hard for you to bring those ideas? Or did you, again, you had a good enough relationship that it was a pretty smooth process for you to kind of not necessarily push back on things, but and you said brutal honesty earlier, yeah. having those conversations or you know, oh, saying yeah. like, Doug, this is really something I'm seeing right now. And I think we need to make a change or we need to do something different. Oh, yeah, that, that's happened a lot. There's a, been a lot of times where I was like, this has to change. Like, this isn't sustainable. Like, I do not like this. It's driving me insane. It's driving our team insane. And Doug is an open book and he's like, all right, let's let's try it. Let's try it. If, yeah. it. if it works, it works. Like we talked about earlier, being a small business, we have that power and making those changes. So he is he would open book. He lets me try whatever I need to try. If it works, it works. If it doesn't, we're going to go back to how we used to do it or maybe a different mm -hmm. way. So but a lot of those times it it worked out great. Um, sometimes it was just like, nah, that didn't really that didn't really go as I thought, but that's okay. We tried. So mm -hmm. it it's always been really easy to tell him what I wanted to change. I think that can be hard for a business owner, but I think so important to get to that comfort level. And I think right. you, know, you talked again a lot about trust of building that trusting relationship before you have to hand over some of these big items can yeah. really make that process smoother. Because I can imagine if he had not been like that, that it would have made your job infinitely more challenging right. or not even really possible if he was yeah. always micromanaging things that you needed to yeah. like, Oh, you have to report back on everything. And there's always a time for training. But yeah. after that, I would think that your job as an operations manager, that 
you know, means you're going to manage the operations. Yeah. And so if you have somebody else who's always trying to insert themselves, that would not be as successful. Yeah. And there was even a lot of times that I would come to him and be like, hey, like, can we change this? And he's like, well, you don't even need to ask me, like, just do it. Like, just you know what you're doing, just do it. So that really boosts my self-esteem and my confidence mm. a lot because I was like, wow, he trusts me with literally anything in this company to the, the point where I don't even need to ask him. And he's like, I don't even want you to ask me, like, just do it. So just report back. Just just <laughs> let me know, like, the change. and But don't ask me. Just do it. So I think mm. that I think that's so important. And like, who wants to micromanage, like? your operations manager or even your team. I don't like to I don't like to micromanage my team either because I trust them and I know that they're going to make the right decision. And if they don't, then we'll fix it. We'll have a learning time and we'll fix it together. It was nice to have Doug trust me, which turns into me trusting my team. So just was a cycle. That's a great point where if I could see where it would be a lot harder if the business owner or the lead manager didn't trust the next level of management down. Well, that level of management is going to have a hard time trusting. Yeah. Everything rolls downhill. Yeah. Right? So, um, and how that would then affect the whole dynamics of the company. Exactly. Exactly. And it's just a big relief to have that. So. What are things that you've really enjoyed as the operations manager of Badge the Bone? Like, what are the things that you love getting to do or the yeah. things that you realized as you were doing the job or you said, I need an assistant to the yeah. to the manager here to, to take some of those things. I love teaching. I love teaching our team because kind of like what I said earlier, I didn't really have that when I first started pet sitting. So now that I have gained so much knowledge over eight years of pet sitting, I love being able to just teach our team exactly what to do at a visit from like the beginning to the end. And I just like seeing that light bulb come on when a team member is really struggling with something that's easily fixable. Um, they just have to be more confident in themselves. So I will let them know that they're amazing. They're doing the right thing and teach them through whatever they're dealing with. So that's my favorite thing is being able to help my team grow and get them on the right path to success because I didn't have that when I first started. So it's that's my favorite thing about being an operations manager. My, I guess my least favorite thing to when I was like, I need some help is just how busy we got. I mean, I'm pretty sure we got like four new client signups today um, but amber just took over you know handled herself you have to prioritize learning how to prioritize uh, where to start you have like 10 different tasks that are super important that need to be done today and it's learning how to strategize and be smart about where you start and that can be really overwhelming so that's why i was like i need some help i'll give her a list of things to do in the morning my least favorite thing being so overwhelmed with really important things you know, if you're really into the team management side, well, you still have to worry about these new clients coming in. You still have yeah. to worry about the scheduling, you know, and the pet update side. And so especially with a big team like Bad to the Bone has, there's a lot of people management that needs to happen outside yeah. of the client management side. So like you said, to not have to be trying to split your day or split your time of trying to focus on multiple things to have somebody else who can just take those things and and make them happen that's a huge oh man win. 
it's the little things, but the little things are like the most important. So it's just, it's really overwhelming sometimes. And I think mm-hmm. it's so important to have help. Can't do yeah. this alone and you can't do everything by yourself because, I mean, you could, but you're going to, you're going to burn out. You're going to burn out mm-hmm. completely. When you're trying to deliver a VIP service or you're trying to deliver a really high touch, high quality service. Again, we say little things in quotes, right? Quote, unquote, little things. Yeah. But those are the things that the clients really care about. Of course. You know, obviously, they care about the ramifications of the team management. They care about the ramifications of the the pet update side. But they really care about, did somebody get back to me? Like, how long has yeah. my visit request been pending? You know, mm-hmm. um, did somebody even acknowledge that I sent an update through? You know, all of those, again, they're the little things, but they are really the big things because that's what the clients see and that's what they feel. Yeah. And it can be really easy for us to forget about some of that stuff, especially when we get busy. We hit our busy time. Oh, we yeah. hit the holidays. We hit the summer rush. And for us, that's sometimes a lower priority item because yeah. Yeah, we're trying to get people paid. We're trying to, you know, mm-hmm. do all these other things. But the clients don't care. They only care about the service that yeah. they receive. Yeah. No, that's that's so true. And it's easy to forget a new client sign up. Even if you make a note about it, you you have like a sitter is locked out of a house. Well I need to deal with that first before I deal with the right. new client. You know what I mean? So it's like it, it's so easy to forget about those little things even not little so that's where having an assistant or some admin help is so important because I can go out in the field and I can help our new sitter who just got locked out or something and Amber can do that on board with the new the new client so it's it's so helpful it's so helpful yeah and you don't always realize how often you're putting out fires until maybe you start keeping track (laughs) and realizing You know, like, yeah. oh, my gosh, like I've sometimes had that where I'm like, oh, I have five hours today where there's nothing on my schedule. I'm going to get so much done. And then something happens and then there's an email. And then, you know, like you said, you've got to go have a key crisis and yeah. you know, whatever the thing is. And suddenly the day is gone. And it's like, oh, gosh, man. I yeah. thought I was going to get so much done today. And you don't because, right. like you said, there's a triage of what needs to get done. And sometimes the most important thing isn't the most urgent thing. And yeah. that can be a, a challenge to balance too. Oh yeah, that's so true. And then it's also like taking care of yourself too. It, it's good to have time blocking where you just have a few hours just to take care of yourself. Because if you're not taking care of yourself, then how can you take care of your team and your clients? And that's another thing that is so awesome about having some help with admin because but you could take a break. We all need a break. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I remember, so we were all at the Pet Sitters International Conference together last year. Yeah. And about this is about the time where you were going to get your admin assistant. Yes. And Doug, and he's like, like we need to fix this for Brenna because <laughs> we were all out to dinner and you were like messaging with clients and messaging oh, with the team. Man. And we were supposed to be enjoying dinner oh. for 45 minutes. Oh, I know. And you couldn't even turn work off because no. there was so much to do. I'm a big believer in living, I call it a full and happy life. And we need time to do these important things, but also the business has to keep going. And so yeah. what can we do to make sure both happen? Yeah. And I'm also a big believer that the business owner shouldn't just be the most privileged person in a business. Like we should be able to offer some of that to our team as well. It shouldn't just be like, I've got an operations manager and my operations manager is going to do all of this for me. You can't just shift your problems to somebody else right. and assume that they're going to take 
on all of that stuff. Like you also need to have a break. And so for you to be right. able to say like, hey, and now I've got my I've got my assistant. I got this other person right. who can take over some of this stuff when when I need help. Definitely. Definitely. And I am constantly like checking on her because <laughs> she has clients. She's still in the field. So like she still has clients and she has kids and a life. And so I'm always checking on her, too. I'm like, how are you feeling today? How is your mental today? Do you need a break? I can help you. Let me know when you are, are like overwhelmed or like you need a break because I'll just hop in and vice versa. We, we do it for each other. So um, it's so important to just to have someone there to help you. It really is. And I think anybody who has a business or has managed a business has that feeling of yeah. you know, coming home at the end of the day and saying, oh my gosh, there's so much to do. And if we don't do it one day, it just bleeds into the next day. And it can be really hard. You know, just that pull of there is always more on the to-do list than you can get done in any given day. And the stress of that and having somebody where you can delegate some things to, you can have someone take some things off your plate can be so helpful. And I feel like this is a great segue to talk about how you are going to help more business owners yeah. do this thing, right? So yeah. tell us more about kind of this next adventure that you're adding to your plate. Yeah, yeah. So I am starting a business, a VA, a virtual assistant business. Now that I have a little more free time and some help with bad of the bone, I want to now help other business owners because like we've been talking about, I know how hard it can be to just do this alone. And I think that everyone deserves that other admin person to help them. And I think I could be a big impact on business owners and businesses. I'm going to help with like scheduling and invoicing and new client onboarding um, and possibly some training for employee. I'm really excited. I've had this conversation with Doug and I know other people have also had this conversation with Doug with the people have just said what I really need. In my business is like, I need a Brenna. <sighs> and now they can get a Brenna yes. in their businesses. Uh. Um, because I think, like you said, it can be so hard, especially maybe if somebody is not at the point where they can give a ton of work to like an admin person, whether that's somebody on their team or it's yeah. a different person outside of their team. It can be hard sometimes even to know where to start and to have somebody who has been doing this work for a long time. And obviously, you need to be trained on each individual business, and every business runs differently. Yes. But nobody needs to teach you how to be a pet sitter. Nobody needs to teach you exactly. how to do the scheduling. Whereas if they were trying to promote from within, that's a big task to take on Yeah. to teach somebody like, here's all of our clients, and here's how to do the scheduling. And by the way, don't forget the route, and you need to know where everybody lives. All of yeah. those things can be such a challenge. And you can say like, hey, teach me how you do it, but yeah. you don't have to teach me absolutely everything. Yeah. And through the years of judging bad to the bone, I see where businesses might need the most help. And that's like SOPs and like organization. And I just want to up the entire industry one business at a time. And I know it's going to be completely different with each business. And I feel like a lot of people don't really have SOPs for everything. So I think it would be awesome to be able to help them. I feel like you should change that phrase, which is most businesses don't have SOPs for anything. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that's not good. I, as a person who does not 
enjoy that operations side. I know I've said this before, mm-hmm. but I'm personally am not a person who enjoys doing the operations side. And so like for me to put together an SOP, standard operating procedure plan for how to do a certain thing, it is hard for me and it takes yeah. so much brain focus and energy and time. Yeah. And it can be hard for me just to sit down and do it. And I know it's not going to take that long once I do it, but it still takes time. I just wrote one for our birthday cards. We used to do automated birthday cards right. and I didn't love them. Right. And I was like, no, we're going to take this back in house. And I think I actually heard the way that you guys do it at Bad to the Bone. And I was like, yes, like I like that. I want to I want to take a piece of that and do it for ourselves. Yeah. It's like I wrote an, an operating procedure for how to do birthday cards the other day. That's and awesome. I think it took me like two hours to sit down yeah. and, and do all the things. So I was like, oh, it's not that hard. I was like, well, it's not hard for me to do it, but if I have to teach somebody else how to go in and create the mail merge and get the labels and, right. you know, sort the spreadsheet and all of these things, like right. it adds up. And it's like, okay, well, what if we don't have stamps? Like, okay, I've got to tell people to like, use the company card and go buy some stamps. You know, there's all of these layers of things that you don't really think about being involved because when you yourself do them, you don't have to think about those things. But then trying to teach somebody else to take that task. It was it was hard. Oh, and I so know. I am so I empathize with anybody out there who does not have their whole book of standardization processes yeah. and procedures done. Yeah. I am with you there, but it is it's also really important because what if you know there's always the what if in life and what if yeah. somebody I always say what if someone gets hit by a bus on their way to a walk and is your business capable of running without you? Right. And For most of us, I would say that's probably a no because we are so involved in everything. But, you know, we had a series of terrible events in 2020 personally. And like I just had to leave for like a week. Mm -hmm. And I was like, good luck, team. I'm really sorry that not everything's (laughs) buttoned up. But like I've I can't I need to I need a break for a week. And thankfully, things were in a good spot. But you know, if that was a longer term item, if I broke my leg tomorrow and I had to do surgeries and all these things, like that would be very detrimental. And so um, having somebody who knows the business, like who's not you, yeah. can be such a benefit. Oh, yeah. You definitely need that. You just need that for emergency situations, for sure. It, it's really important and they deserve a break. They deserve a break and they deserve someone who knows how to run their business. If something were to happen, for sure. Gonna Maybe have like a real vacation. Yeah. That- Here's an idea. <laughs> People are like, what's a vacation? I'm here to help you with that. So, yeah, I think it's important. So it's called Baby's Virtual Assistant. And I'm so excited. I'm super excited for you. It's getting better over the years, but still, you know, I go on vacation and as an example, one of our employees got in a car accident oh. and I literally, they were boarding the airplane and she calls me and she's like, hey, ah. this is what just happened. Oh. You know, like everybody's fine, but like, here's a situation. And I was like, okay, I'm literally about to get on an airplane. Like I've got five minutes to get this figured out before oh, you know, I've got to yeah. go find a seat. And thankfully, uh, my husband was there with me. So I was like, you call these people. I'm going to call these people. Like, we're going to get this handled. But it was one of those things where it's like, if there had been one more person in our business who could handle those things, that would have been really helpful. Or, you know, I've been on vacation and I've answered client messages or, you know, approved service requests. Mm -hmm. And then that doesn't really become an actual like rejuvenating vacation because you're still working. Oh, definitely. So now you're just working 
in a different location. You're not really taking a vacation. Uh You are just, you know, working from a virtual office. And so um, if someone can actually get a real vacation, like that is so important. And like you talked about earlier, we need time to not be thinking about other people. Like we need time to just do something for ourselves. Exactly. Because you will eventually burn out and then not enjoy what you're doing. So that's that's like the worst thing that could happen, you know? And so I, I want to be there for people who are doing it alone and they, they need help because I think everyone deserves help because there's been times where I just don't know what I would do if like Doug and Amber weren't there. You know, I, I wouldn't be able to go on vacation. I wouldn't be able to have a day off to just spend with my own animals and go do something with them. And so I, I just think it's important. I know how much passion you have yeah. for pet sitting and for the industry as a whole and for helping business owners run their business very effectively and very well and deliver really high quality service and that you're able to help people with their mission, I think is such a cool gift. And again, a gift that not every business owner has. I think right. be able to kind of step in and help people along that journey can be just so impactful. Oh, thank you so much. I'm so excited. I just think everyone deserves that that extra set of hands and that extra mind I want to bounce ideas off of and I want to be able to help their business go down the right path. Thank you so much, Brenda, for coming and joining me today and sharing all of this because I think you have a gift that not every business owner has. And I think that you are going to be able to bring that to your new clients and being able to see what they want and help them move that vision forward is is just going to be really awesome. So thank you so much, Brenda. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for listening today. You can find show notes, transcripts, and more on our website, luckypuppod.com. Don't forget, review, comment, like, share this conversation with your friends. Then don't forget to reach out. You can find us on Instagram at luckypuppod or luckypuppodcast on Facebook. Or send us an email, info at luckypuppod.com. Until then, don't forget to live a more full and happy life. We'll talk to you soon.